Robin Smith Game Sing. Episode 3. Time. How gaming has changed through the years, and what possible future it may have. How old do you think games or video games are? For some of you, the knowledge you have of games will be dictated by when you were born and who you grew up with. For a large number of you, the first thing you'll have known was the PlayStation. Sure, you'll be aware of older consoles, but they'll be through friends or family, parents. It's likely to come as a surprise when you find out that the first evidence of anything close to being a video game pops up in 1947, 65 years ago from the date of this recording. Although unofficially amongst most purists and historians, the earliest true video game was Tennis for Two in 1958. As the name implies, it's a two-player tennis game. Using an oscilloscope, look it up kids, to display the action. In 65 years a lot has happened. The games industry has been born, fallen, risen up again, and is now going through several years of growing pains. It's now in its 20s, metaphorically speaking, and it's starting to find its place in the world. So let's look at the past, present, and future. Well, um, I'm Joey. Um, Joe Calvo, um, and I am the uh, founder and co-host on the Last Save Learning podcast. Have games grown? Yes, yes, they have. They've grown in lots of things. They've grown in, um, in well, the first thing in the way you uh, you see the graphics on the screen. Um, very much so. The sound, uh, the way things are are uh, viewed by the by the person sitting in front of the television with a controller in your hand. You know, there's a there's a vibration aspect on on things. There's there's a lot of emotion that's created in all of things. There's fear. There's um, rage. There's anger. There's sadness. There's lots of this emotion that comes out of this, and I think a lot of it is the way that games are perceived and they are they are different you know I, I never saw myself crying with Donkey Kong well maybe perhaps with rage when I missed you know, the last level or, or or maybe perhaps I missed the last pin um, before the whole thing came down but um, I think that would be about it but now I, I wouldn't get frustrated about something like that I know that it's the game challenging me and if I see it's difficult I'd, I'd obviously change it to a to a, a different difficulty but I would never um, you know, think that it, a game was trying to to trick me or fool me into getting angry on purpose. You know, it, yeah, there are frustrating moments, of course, but I think that for me, um, the way the graphic—I'm a bit of a graphics whore, to be honest. So, so uh, <laughs> I love games to look beautiful, and uh, you know, when you get this amazing scenery like you would in, in Red Dead Redemption, for example, uh, you know, when the sun 
rises or, or at sunset. I'm just sitting with my controller in my hand and I just feel like I'm there and just with what I see on the screen it's just you know I'm in awe it's absolutely beautiful it's very important for a game to have good graphics I feel and yes we have come a long way in that sense progress is a hard thing to measure especially in gaming while in the gaming world our perception of time can feel skewed. When we are confronted with the realisation of time passing, we are hit with a surprise. Dreamcast came out 13 years ago? No way. In gaming, progression can seem like it's everywhere, but really the industry struggles as much as it innovates. Now, so much more than ever. At a time when it should be easier to start up new companies and indie teams, it's harder to do so. A period where we have more and more money coming into the gaming scene and even more companies are going under. And where we have more diverse and imaginative community, we see less creative and imaginative games than we should. The press is more aware, but the general public is no better informed. And empty sheen fools the foolish. Some people who spend money most easily without questioning what they are buying. And so it goes on. Journey is a generally unknown title, and Call of Duty 8 is on the news. And while it's not to say that Call of Duty and those like it are of bad quality, it is a little heartless. Caviar might be expensive and tasty to some people, but have it every meal and eventually you'll be bored of the taste. The even bigger worry being that you'll be put off food completely. Uh, my name is Sophia Tong and I'm a managing editor at gamesradar.com. Yeah, I definitely think games have grown, and they are constantly growing. Uh, and games are constantly growing. I still, I'm a big fan of video game music, so just seeing how that has evolved from like you know the chip tune kind of MIDI style stuff to like live orchestra, like it's just amazing. It's like having a concert in your own home, and the visuals and the narrative, and just kind of pushing those boundaries. And I know there's like a big debate with video games being art and all that, but you know, a good example recently with Journey coming out, I think a lot of people are looking at it from a different perspective because it's not about guns, shooting, winning, or losing. It's about this experience. And it shows that this medium can do a lot more than just be like, okay, get to the end of the level, or, oh, wait, you didn't die, or you did die, like, get this checkpoint. It's it's less mechanical. So it's growing in different ways. And I think it's a really exciting time to be in video games right now. Ten years ago, the future was realistic 3D graphics. Now we have progressed to a point where that is so much closer to reality, where Uncanny Valley can make games more haunting for all the wrong reasons, and 3D has moved to 3D in 3D. Our new expectations for the future are, well, to an extent unchanged. What has changed is the reasons our changes are driven 
the industry has gone through several stages of financial crisis along with the rest of the world and this is what and this is what drives the most experimentation free to play slowly creeping towards being the industry standard downloadable games becoming easy to release and a viable means to success valve and its steam service as well as OnLive, are helping to make pc games more accessible to everyone Although games like Activision's Call of Duty and EA's Battlefield are still big sellers and good quality experiences, the industry today has the feeling the industry today has them feeling like dinosaurs of design. Hopefully in time innovation and story will matter most. But with big companies I like grip on the workings of the industry. That goal suffers risks of being smothered under a year of rehashed ideas and monetized plans. Big question. How would you like to see the industry change in the future? Well, I am Matthew Arazzo and I'm the host of True Geek Radio, part of the True Geek Media banner. I would like more gameplay more games that focus more on gameplay and um, different systems that they do mechanics, something just to make the game fun with a fun story. I, I think that we need to step back from these heavy story, I mean really heavy story games um, that have very little in the way of games. Um, some, like JRPGs come to mind where I have these um, these games that have basically just very mundane battle systems but try to tell some story that has been told a million times before in other jrpgs since the nintendo i mean or the or the family computer um in japan i just think that we need games that have like again just deeper mechanics um that reward you more and, and are more video games I, I i have no problem with with um with cinematic games i just think we need more uh, more games that are actually behave like video games. In what ways? Mm. Um, I'd like to see the next generation be slightly different than this. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you what sense I'd like it to be, but I'd like to be presented with a different kind of a different kind of game. Um, now we've got this, you know move controllers and all this stuff but um, and I don't think 3D is the right way either but it's something I don't know what but I just feel that um, gaming needs a little bit of a of a sort of refresher and uh, a bit of refreshing should I say and something new I couldn't tell you what but I feel that um, gaming needs to change and it probably will change again I don't know how or when Maybe we're talking about the next generation of consoles, um, but I, but I really I look forward to seeing what the future has in store. Um, I would love to see developers take chances on their games. I mean, I grew up playing a lot of point-and-click games, adventure games, and a lot of puzzle things that require you to use your brain. Had a good story, great visuals, very artistic. I just. I mean, personally, I like those kind of games, and I like games that, you know, at the end you'll think about it and maybe tell a friend, it's like, oh, you should check this out, like something to share that experience with. 
I think for me, it's like I feel like the industry is saturated with like a lot of games that are kind of the same. Like you get these sequels, and it's like, oh, it's great. Like they're all good, but it's just more of the same. It's like I want to see more games like Journey, Flower, like things that change the way we view video games and things that actually, you know, test us. And I think it's really exciting right now with all these indie developers, you know, working on projects that don't need to be these big budget AAA titles. So. I think it's going in a good direction. What I'm really curious about is how free-to-play comes into play with everything, because that is something that's growing here in the U.S. And it would be interesting to see how that changes and how that would encourage developers to approach games a certain way. Because at GDC, I was talking to a developer that was doing console games, and then decided, no, nope, going to do online free-to-play because that's what they want to do, and they feel more rewarded by it, and that's what that audience wants, and it's a bigger audience. So.、Hmm. I'm curious to see how it goes, but I would personally like to see more of the games that I want to play. I mean, don't we all? But I want to see people taking more chances and like pushing the medium and being creative. I'm、uh, Kill, and I run a website called GameVolution.co.uk. Um, I'd like to see it move more digitally. Um, just because it's easier, internet's getting a lot faster. Uh, if I'm sat at home and I want to play a game now, I'd much rather be able to just. Download it Sunday evening six o'clock. I want to play a game now. Um, don't exactly want to be walking down to a store which is probably going to be closed and then look for the game there. And it might not even be there. I'd love it, love to just be able to on the spot download it. And um, I I think it should grow more that way. So when a game comes out, it's available both ways.、Uh, piracy stops it a bit because the game's available digitally. Obviously, people will be able to download it and then strip. DRM off it and then just distribute it however they wish. But digital is what I think is the future. I am Lark Anderson. I'm an associate product manager at Gamespot.com, and I work、uh, on a number of things, but primarily on、um, Gamespot.com itself. Um, you know, I think I think games that. Um, that impact the player on a on an emotional level. I, I, I mean, some games do that really well. Some don't. Some don't even try.、Mm. And 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 you know, there's room for all of those things.、Um, personally, I like, you know, obviously from kind of the ranting that I've been doing, games that do try to connect on a personal level, like emotionally. And and I would appreciate to see more of those types of things. Um, but 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 even even beyond that, just games that are a little bit more、um, relatable, you know, I think I think that would be great too. Like、um, Catherine is a game that came out in the U.S. last year, and I think you guys just got it. In the Literally last year, just got it. Right.、Yeah. Um, that is a game that that I think、um, I would I would go so far as to say it was probably the most important game of last year.、Um, not that it was particularly good,、um, because the puzzle sequences. Um, they're, they're they're engaging, but they're also sort of boring.、Mm. Um, but but the story that it tried to tell、uh, and the characters that it that it had, I think, were were just very striking because they were memorable and relatable and human. And、um, it's funny, I was actually arguing with some of my my coworkers、um, about this.、Um, Because I, I, on, on Twitter I said that that in a year of games that had terrible characters, 
And I would definitely say that last year, like, very few games had characters that stood out in any real way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vincent, I found from Catherine to be um, probably the best, one, the best one of the year, if not the last, like, few years. And um, because he was human and he was relatable and he was um, flawed. And, 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 you know, that's... Um, He's not necessarily like a character I'd be friends with, you know. I, I would actually hate him as a person um, because he's, he's a doormat. He, he he he's so passive about everything. He's wishy-washy and indecisive. And um, you know, as a friend, I, I couldn't cope with that. But but um, just the fact that I consider those types of things, you know, for me means that he, you know, he's that much of a better character because um, you know I consider that. And so, um, so yeah, games that are just a little bit more relatable, um, more not necessarily realistic. Because Catherine's anything but realistic, but um, just games that, that you can kind of relate to and say like, oh well, you know, I could have found myself in his Vincent's shoes if you know I made a different set of choices or something. Yeah, so uh, my name is Wallace Fajardo. Uh, I am a co-host producer of True Geek uh, Media. Uh, most famously, True Geek Radio is our podcast. I also, during the 9 to 5, during the regular slave wage hours, I am a uh, recruiter finding people jobs for a job. Um, personal favorite moment in games? Ooh. So my personal favorite moment in games was actually the year of 2006. Um, and it wasn't that I was playing anything totally astounding, but I, I just picked up Brez for the first time that year. Um, I picked up a Guitar Man for the first time that year. Um, and I also picked up uh, Dragon Quest VIII. I think that just came out. Um, in all three of those games... We're fantastic and and great experiences and and fairly different. Uh, the first two obviously are music based, um, but offering very wildly different stories, uh, if if you can consider that. And then um, Dragon Quest Eight. I don't know Dragon Quest Eight. Two. I I don't know what it did to me in that time period, but it really channeled something primal. I guess <laughs> it harkened back to uh, when I was a kid again. Uh, playing games for the first time, everything was really bright, colorful. Um, had a great story of adventure and discovery. Um, the music was fantastic. It had that Kira Toyama art, which was, you know, shouting back to me being eight years old watching Dragon Ball in the morning. Um, so I, I think that's probably like the best experience in recent memory that I've had where it was just the perfect, uh, convergence of, uh, you know, three titles that were perfect for, for, for that time space like that christmas season uh, so much so that like if i ever smell okay so they, they make this candle called christmas cookie um i associate christmas cookie with dragon quest 8 res and <laughs> guitar man like the moment i smell that i am right back uh to, to, to 2006 um playing those titles um and, and that's they just had that much of an effect on me on that time so most important game you have ever experienced mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to give it to Rez, uh, hands down. Um, 
the reason being uh, it's the most important game for me. Uh, it actively does a lot of things um, simultaneously. I don't think people give it credit for. Um, it's using a very old idea of gameplay, extremely old um, arcade, you know, on rails shooter, um, and and transforming it and and really making it above and beyond itself uh, with the inclusion of of music. I'm, I'm I've always been very big on on the electronica, um, intelligent dance music type uh, genre uh, subset. So um, the way that's incorporated, it's different every time. Um, even so much so, like if you buy the soundtrack to that game, if if you're like me, you're going to be very disappointed with the soundtrack the first time you listen to it because it's not how you remember the game at all, um, or it's not how you made the music come out. Um, or interact with the world at that time. Um, and I have yet to play a game um, that has put me in such a state where it's, I don't, I don't know, where you're considering so much more, where everything, even though the, the, the graphics itself were, were low resolution, um, no pun intended, um, they were they were still very visceral, uh, very Tron-esque, um, and, which is probably why I really like the... the I, I like things in particular that make technology seem magical tron does that and res does that very well um and, and the reason why i think it's so important is because it is so different uh than what you would normally find in a game title um and i, I think that alone it has merit for it being looked at um and then th what it does even more so um so it's, it's a very simple thing that uh, has complexity behind it for free. Most important person or team working in the industry today? Ooh. So, yeah, I think I don't. I don't know. I, I'd be surprised. Now, I, maybe if you get someone older, if they would say Miyamoto, I'd be really surprised to hear uh, people nowadays kind of what they think uh, to that aspect. Um, so most important person in gaming, huh? Or team. Or team. Or team. Um, you know what? I'm going to go uh, with my boy Ralph Bear on this um, because he is verifiably the grandfather of video games. Um, with his work with Magnavox and the, the Bear Machine um, are, are, is the reasons why we have modern consoles, um, why we have uh, the technology... To, to, to do what we do, to enjoy the mediums that we enjoy. Without Ralph, we'd be fucked. Um, or we'd be reading books in really intelligent society. So I'm not sure if he's uh, probably the most important person. Um, probably the reason for the downfall of man. But Ralph Bear, for sure. Uh, he is... Uh, yeah, I mean, we we would not have any of this. Probably, I mean, we would probably eventually get it. Um, he is really, really good at... Uh, eventually coming around to things um but you know I, I'm, I'm really glad he's the dude to come with it because uh, i mean he's creating interviews as well he's a, he's a really humble dude so ralph bear you're the guy
Next time on that Robin Smith game scene. Emotions. A game's ability, if any, to induce an emotional response from those of us playing and those around us.